This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. Good evening to you. I am Brad Brown. Thank you so much uh, for joining us tonight. And thank you to the MoneyWeb team back again on Monday. Have a fantastic weekend. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll be talking the BMW SA Open. Michael Flismas will be joining us tonight to give us a run-through of what happened uh, during the second round. We'll also be talking lots of crickets. The second test between the Proteas and India gets underway at Supersport Park in Centurion tomorrow. Mfunek on gum. Uh, will be telling us his thoughts uh, ahead of that match. And a uh, big weekend, or, or a big day, I should say, for the South African under-19 cricketers. They start their World Cup campaign in New Zealand on Sunday. The tournament gets underway tomorrow. And we'll chat to middle-order batsman Jean Duplessis uh, on this evening's show as well. Let's start with stories making news headlines. I'm going to give the golf a skip because we'll chat to Michael in just a moment. But uh, in football news, as Kaiser Chiefs head coach Steve Compella prepares for his 100th Kaiser Chiefs match tomorrow evening in, in uh, an absolute premiership encounter against Polokwane City at the FNB Stadium, speculation around his future is gaining momentum. After two and a half years at Amakosi, Compella is yet to bring silverware to the club and his contract will be expiring in five months' time. Chiefs football manager Bobby Motong says Compella has fulfilled part of his mandate. I mean, we still give him support systems at the moment. We're still giving him support. We're still giving him the tools to, to succeed. The only problem with such contracts, especially with a guy like Steve, is people look at trophies, look at uh, the success story of winning trophies. But if you look at the plans that we had with him when he started, they've been impl- implemented in terms of development, in terms of you know, bringing together what we're developing and the Chiefs' philosophy and the Chiefs' culture. Motong says the lack of results do pose a problem going forward. Football, as it is, people judge you by, your, by the results, and uh, which is a bit of a challenge at the moment. But for now, we're still supporting Steve. We're still giving him all the tools that he, that he requires in terms of you know, achieving, achieving the goals. And uh, contract issues work in progress. In the Premiership tonight, Ajax Cape Town host Platinum Stars at the Cape Town Stadium, while Maritzburg United take on Bloemfontein Celtic at the Harry Gwala. Both those matches kick off at 8pm. The second test uh, between the Proteas and India gets underway at Supersport Park in Centurion tomorrow. Proteas all-rounder Chris Morris looks likely to replace the injured Dale Stain in the starting eleven. Proteas captain Faf Duplessis says Morris's ability to bowl at pace on a bouncy surface could be of great assistance for Kajiso Robada, Vernon Philander and Mornay Morkel. Right now I look at Mori as a definitely a four-seamer replacement. So if you pick four-seamers, Mori can be in that four-seamers. Um, consistently wise, I feel he's got a little bit more to do in terms of being a third. If you play three-seamers, you, you are consistently have to be on the money. Vernon, Mornay, KG, Dale, those guys are a step above, um, but definitely as a four-seamer. So if you play four-seamers, he's always someone that gets talked about um, because he's got pace, he's got X-factor, and obviously he bats as well. So he's, he's a good all-round player. Should be a fantastic test match. Coming up next here on SAFM Sport Trap, we chat to Michael Flismas about the golf. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. Well, it was another exciting day's action at the Glendower Golf Club in Ikurileni today, round two of the BMW SA Open, hosted by the city of Ikurileni. Michael Flismas uh, was there. Michael, uh, some some low low scores today. I'm I'm quite impressed. And someone uh, before we get on to who's leading, who will be disappointed that they didn't cash in was uh, last night's overnight leader Brandon Grace. Very low scoring indeed. The man who led the way in that department, Frenchman Adrian Sadier, he's joined leader with uh, Chris Paisley on 13 under. Sadier with a nine under 63 today. 
bogey free round, uh, a host of birdies, and then an eagle on uh, the par five eighth hole. And uh, he certainly feeling he got the most out of today's uh, round. But yes, as you mentioned, Brandon Grace, a frustrating one under 71 for him. He had those three eagles in his first round yesterday, but uh, just couldn't make anything happen today. It took him about seven holes before he made a birdie and then gave it back at the very next hole and then just a single birdie on the back nine for him. But uh, Paisley, a good round by him as well to join the lead. Seven under 65. Jacques Kreisfake, a 67, puts him at nine under. And then here is challenges. Richard Quirson was seven under at one stage and then unfortunately double bogey for him on uh, 18. But still a 67. He's right in the hunt on eight under going into the weekend. Yeah, I mean, we talk about Brandon Grace and how disappointed he would have been with today's uh, with today's performance. But as you mentioned, Retief Wilson also there on eight under. They're five strokes behind heading into the weekend. Both of those guys know what it takes to win on the tour. They're in prime position. It's sometimes it's easier to come from behind than to lead from the front going into the weekend. And uh, you know, you you can't write them off just yet, can you, Michael? Not at all. Uh, as you say, I mean, veterans, uh, you know, Kwisun, a double major champion, double SA Open champion, and multiple winner on the PGA Tour and the European Tour. Um, he, he's certainly going to know exactly what he needs to do going into the weekend. He was very, very disheartened by that double bogey on 18. Um, just two really uncharacteristically poor chips from him and uh, left him with, with uh, you know a lot to do when he got to the green but um, you'll no doubt put that behind him going into uh, Saturday's third round Grace definitely you know he's, he's, uh, he's a man that uh, as soon as he gets a putt early on um, and a big putt early on, you know he's going to go low. And that's what didn't happen for him today. Seven holes, straight pars, just nothing happening. So I think if he makes a putt early on, especially that par five second hole, you could see him make a charge tomorrow. You mentioned yesterday that uh, Chase Kwepka, who is the brother of Brooks Kwepka, who, who plies his trade on the, on the US PGA as well, uh, had a great round yesterday, very similar to, to, to Brandon Grace today as well. Also only one under after a 65 yesterday. He must be a bit disappointed. Yes, I, th- I think he still feels he's got a chance and, uh, you know, he's in a share of fourth place, but, um, he's not starting his rounds particularly well. Again, for the second day in succession, bogeyed the first hole and, um, you know, then, then birdied the next one, which is a par five, but, uh, but he's leaving himself a lot of work, you know, right from the get go. And, uh, I think, you know, he, he's going to want to get off to a much better start, uh, in, in, in that sense. So, uh, you know, one under 71 for him though, um, you know, still very much in it with two rounds to go and uh, I'm just scrolling down the leaderboard I see Ernie else is I mean he's a bit he's, he's far back he's 10 strokes back but uh, Ernie's not playing badly he's three under heading into the weekend Yes, he, he'll be he'll be pleased with that. You know, um, he used to play a host of the championship. Uh, he doesn't want to miss out on the weekend's action. So, um, you know, a good a good performance by him. Also, didn't start well. Bogeyed the first, um, then birdied the third hole. Uh, got an eagle for himself on the eighth, um, and then just unfortunately gave one back with a bogey on eighteen. But uh, but yes, you know, he, he's, he's battling the way out there. Three under. He's going to draw a couple of uh, a couple of fans on the week which the championship certainly appreciates. And, uh, you know, one man who, who knows what it's uh, unfortunately like to not be there on the weekend, former S Open champion Graham Storm, was gutted to miss out. So I think uh, Else will be very happy that uh, he was one over at one stage, that he worked his way back to, to that three under. 
Yeah, I mean, you talk about the cut as well. It was one over. So uh, Graham Storm missing it by, by just one stroke. But there's some other big names that missed the cut as well, particularly from a South African point of view, Michael. Uh, I mean, I, I look at the likes of uh, Brandon Stone. He didn't make the cut. Yaku Arles, who's, who's he hasn't been playing well of late, but he, he can play really well. And uh, Thomas Aiken, surprise there. Uh, yeah, I mean, some big names Hayden not making Portis, it this week. Hayden Portis, another one. Yeah, there you go. What, uh, I mean, just not their week. Uh, again, I think it's just you know first week out, uh, you know a bit of rest uh, after after the holidays. Um, Brandon Stone he, he is working on on a few things and, and has been working on a few things for a while now, making a couple of subtle changes to his swing. So uh, I think you know he said towards the end of last year when he when he when he was practicing, it was starting to come right. I suspect he may have taken a bit of time off, and and again it's just a question of grooving those changes that you've been making. Um, so uh, I think that that might be what you, you've seen there. But yeah, some 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 surprising names uh, are missing the cut. Um, as you say, Thomas Aiken won. Um, Hayden Porteous, I think he'll be disappointed. Seventy-seven from him uh, today, which uh, is certainly not the kind of golf that he's capable of. Yeah, I mean Trevor Immelman there, Garth Mulroy. There's there's a whole lot. Is is you you saying a bit of early season rust? Is that a nice way of saying too many mince pies over the festive season? <laughs> <laughs> I won't let you answer that, Michael Flismas. I won't I won't make you dig yourself out of that hole. Michael Flismas, as always, great to catch up. Uh we look forward to your updates throughout the weekend on SAFM Sports Special. Thank you very much and uh, have a great weekend. Thank you, look forward to it. This is Sport on SAFM. Every supporter's greatest resource. You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. The Proteas uh, head into the second test against India at Supersport Park in Centurion tomorrow with a 1-0 advantage following the victory down at Newlands in Cape Town. It should be a fascinating five days of cricket as the Proteas uh, try and clinch the series against the number one ranked test side in the world. We join now by a man who has played uh, at the highest level for the Proteas. Mfuneko Ngam. Mfuneko, welcome on to SAFM Sports Trap this evening. Thanks for joining us. Um, hello, guys. Um, hello, Brett. How are you, mate? Fantastic. I'm looking forward to the next five days. Uh, the Cape Town test was superb. Uh, as far as test cricket goes, you can't ask for much more, except that it lasts a bit longer. But uh, it was a great contest, both bat and ball. And are you expecting much of the same over the next five days? Well, I'm expecting even better uh, because I've, I've got that feeling that India is going to come back even stronger. And what happened in Newlands, really, it was good cricket. Uh, both teams showed that they are number one and number two. And come to uh, Centurion tomorrow, it's going to be a different ball game. And what I like about South Africa, though, is the fact that fast to play, see, he, he is not scared to say, you know what, I'm going to bet first, and then I'm going to make play, and I'm going to show you guys that we're not scared of you. And that was a positive move that I, I feel uh, it helped South Africa in the first test match. Absolutely. And uh, as a, as a fa- uh, former fast bowler yourself, it must, it must warm your cockles looking at uh, both bowling attacks. Uh, I mean, India, in my mind, is probably one of the best and particularly fast bowling attacks that they've brought to our shores. They, they pose uh, quite, a, quite a danger. Yes, it was good to see, though, because um, I know uh, uh, Virat Kohli has been here to South Africa before, and 
when they come to South Africa, they know our peaches, they, they, they nice and bouncy, hard and bouncy. So in terms of their uh, bowling attack, I, I would say, yes, they match our bowling attack as well. They've got good bowling attack. And, um, yeah, the problem at the moment has been the batting um, in terms of the Indian batting lineup because it seems like they can't handle our pace attack, which is Kaskiso, uh, Morkel, and uh, Venon Feland. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what the pitch is going to be like tomorrow. Uh, in terms of uh, the bounce. And, um, yeah, it's going to be exciting. Fineko, looking at that uh, Cape Town test, obviously it was it was quite close. Uh, I mean, at one stage it could have gone anyway late in the day that the South African bowlers ended up uh, bowling India out for a second time. But they were a, a fast bowler shy with Dale Stain breaking down once again uh, and getting injured in that in that first inning. So uh, with, with fourth sort of fit fast bowlers in, in the lineup. You mentioned how they struggled against uh, the, the South African attack in Cape Town. Bring the likes in. By the sounds of it, it's going to be Chris Morris who will be replacing Dale Stain, who once again, he adds a bit to the batting as well. Do you think there's going to be too much firepower? Centurion's a place where the, where the Proteas have, have traditionally played well. It's it's a very good win ratio there for South Africa. Do, do you think we can clinch the series this uh, this Test match? Um, it's going to be interesting. Like I said, India is not going to hold back. Um, I know Virat Kohli, you know, he's a strong character. He wants to, uh, he's going to try and, and make sure that uh, they bounce back from, from Cape Town. And um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting, you know, but um, I really like the, the pace attack that South Africa has got at the moment. Um, uh, because, you know, if you look, if you play India in India, they always prepare flat pitches. And they, they use their spinners and come to South Africa. We, we've got that advantage of having those bouncy pitches. And it's going to be interesting now to see how they handle the bounce. And yeah, I'm, I'm really loving, um, what the coach is doing now in making sure that we've got four fuzz bowlers, guys that can bowl at 140 plus. Uh, and with the skilled, uh, bowler in Venon Felanda who can just, uh, hit good areas. So um, I like the balance that we have in, in, in our national team. Let's talk about that balance. Obviously playing four out-and-out out, uh, quicks, although the second uh, this test with, with Chris Morris potentially coming in as an all-rounder, do you think it's a, a major risk, particularly against an attack like uh, India's, to, to be going in there, batsman shy? I mean, a guy like Temba Bavuma has got to feel bitterly disappointed. He has played well for the Proteas, but, but he's the guy who, who, who will miss out if we do play four out-and-out out, uh, seamers and then a Keshav Maharaj as a spinner. Um, yes, it's unfortunate for Temba because he's done very well for us uh, in the past, especially when the games um, are tight and he always performs. But again, um, when it comes to the team, because I, I feel he understands what the coach is wanting to do and he understands uh, what the plans are in terms of going with the four simmers. Um, I guess the coach or the coaching staff believe in that top six batters that they're going to do the job for the team. And with the hope that, well, yeah, Indian bowlers are not going to do damage up front. You know, and you look at our batting lineup, we've got the new guy now in uh, Makram, who's, who's been doing very well. And, and we've got uh, in Elga up front. So it's not an easy thing for, for Indian bowlers to just break into those openers. So if they get a good start for us, then I feel South Africa will always be on top uh, with those four simmers that we've got.
Where do you think we need to improve? Looking at, at how we played in, in Cape Town, what are the areas we need to be better in this coming weekend? Um, I would look at our batting line. I would say, well, we didn't have big partnerships. Um, so I would say, you know, if we can get guys who can score uh, big hundreds for us uh, in AB, Faf, um, maybe uh, Makram, you know, that's what we need, those partnerships, because there were too many wickets that were falling. Um, and then we, we, we got to Quinton de Kock at number six uh, with nothing on the board. So we need a good start. And and then up to allow Quentin Tikok and the guys down the order to just play freely. Are you are you brave enough to call it? Give us uh, your prediction for for the second Test match. Um, it, it's going to be a tough one. I can't say South Africa. I would love to say South Africa is going to win this one, um, and then go to the third one, knowing that we've clinched the series. But I've got that feeling that India is going to come back strongly on this one, and it could be one-one. It could be India. Uh, winning this one, but again, I back my national team. Uh, we've got uh, a lot of match winners in there. You know, in the bowling attack, we've got KG, who's who's the number one bowler in the uh, in the world at the moment. So yeah, it's gonna be. It's either gonna be a draw, or maybe maybe we we <laughs> we win this one. So I'm just on the fence on this one. I'm, I'm hoping the Proteas win it, but wouldn't it be spectacular if India do and it goes to the decider one all? should be fantastic. Well, Mfuneko, thank you so much for your insight this evening here on SAFM. Much appreciated. Uh, enjoy the test match. I know you're going to, and uh, let's hope it is a positive result for the Proteas. Thank you, guys, and I hope so too. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. Well, we head to Christchurch in New Zealand now here on SAFM, and it is a big weekend. Uh, it's actually a big uh, few weeks ahead for our SA Under-19 cricketers, but it all starts uh, on Sunday. They get their campaign underway at the ICC Under-19 World Cup. It's been uh, a, a bit of a, a journey to get there for a lot of these youngsters, but uh, I'm sure they are excited ahead of the start of this global showpiece. And we join now by one of the members of the South African squad. It's a great pleasure to welcome uh, onto uh, the show this evening, uh, Jean Duplessis. Jean, welcome onto uh, SAFM Small Trap tonight. Oh, thank you so much, Dan. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Jean, you guys, it's, it's been a while. I say it's, it's uh, a long time coming. The squad was announced late in October, so, so you've known you, you've been going to New Zealand for a while now. Does it feel surreal that you are pretty much on the eve of, of this tournament, something you guys have, have worked towards for, for a while now? Yeah, I think um, as a team, the build-up's been going for quite a long time, uh, but uh, now being here, it's yeah, it's quite exciting. I think it first hit home when we went to the opening ceremony. Um, yeah, I think all the build-up before that was kind of just with it in the back of our minds. But now that we're here, um, yeah, it's all very exciting and yeah, cool to be amongst the the best under 19 players in the world yeah absolutely and and uh, in good company over the years i mean this tournament has really bred the stars that that we're currently seeing on the on the global stage now so great opportunity for for you as a player and the rest of the squad obviously to to showcase your skills and uh, and set yourselves up for a for a long career in in the world of cricket yeah i mean it's it's a really unique experience and an opportunity for all of us as you said um but yeah, I, I think we're all just hoping to enjoy it and yeah, to take it from there once once the tournament's over. But yeah, for now, just 
um, staying in the moment and enjoying every, each and every game and each other's company, I think. Before we get on to, to Sunday's fixture, let's just talk a little bit about the build-up. Uh, obviously, it hasn't been ideal, uh, particularly in New Zealand. Uh, you've played one warm-up match. You should have played two. The, the first one against India uh, didn't go according to plan from a team perspective. But uh, for you personally, you, you must be pretty chuffed. Half-century, so uh, going into the tournament, you must be must, must have a bit of confidence. Uh, yeah, obviously, the... The um, with match preparation, it wasn't ideal. Like we were looking forward to to playing two games, and um, just so that we can finalise some things um, from the team's team's perspective. But um, yeah, we've obviously learnt a few lessons from the India game. Um, as you said, it didn't go as planned um, with the with the loss there. But um, yeah, I was I was pretty pleased with my performance. Um, it was yeah, a, a fighting innings, I, I could say. Um, I had to really um, make sure that the mental side of my game was um, under control. And, um, yeah, with my, uh, I just stuck to my game plan and luckily um, it came off because I've been doing quite a work on that, quite a bit of work on that. But, yeah, quite pleased. <laughs> Sean, how different are the conditions in, in New Zealand to what you, you've been used to playing uh, back home here in South Africa? Um, obviously, we're on the South Island now, uh, which is... A little bit colder, as they say, uh, compared to the North Island. Um, so, but, like, which was something that was quite funny is the day that we played against India, it was really humid and it was about 28, 29. Um, so it was more or less like being home. Um, but not too different. I guess the wickets are quite slow. Um, if, because it's also, um, coastal and quite close to the sea all around. Um, but yeah, we we're still adapting a little bit, but um, I think we we've got our game plan set for the type of conditions we're playing. And yeah, yeah. How, how much do you need to change your game plan and 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 your the, the way you play? Particularly, I mean, you mentioned the ball, the, the the wickets are a bit slower, but but as a as a bowler as well, does it affect your lengths and 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 the paces you have to to bowl the ball? Um, yeah, I can't really speak too much on behalf of the bowlers. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, but definitely, um, you you just try and um, figure out where your uh, scoring areas are. Obviously, it's different. Adapt your game plan a little bit, and then um, do what works for you as an individual. Uh, I think that's most important too. What it, what it, what will work for you in these certain conditions? And luckily, for myself, being from the coast back in South Africa, I. I kind of I just play a similar game to what I do back home. Let's talk about the tournament. Uh, we are in Group A along with Kenya, uh, the West Indies, and New Zealand. Uh, the other group gets underway tomorrow. We we play our first game on on Sunday. Uh, Kenya first up. No disrespect to the Kenyans, but on paper, South Africa really should beat them. Do you feel that's a, a nice way to ease into the tournament? The pressure slightly off. It would have been a different story, possibly playing the hosts up front. Uh, I guess you could say so, but um, then again, uh, we really can't take any teams lightly, uh, especially in these kinds of tournaments. Uh, you don't really want to be known as the team that got an upset first up. So obviously, we'll we'll take it as seriously as any other game, as if it was the final, uh, just to make sure that we hit our straps from the beginning. I think that's the most important thing for us as a team, not to take things too lightly, especially against um, opponents like that. Two day night games, uh, the last two two group games as well. Do you think that's going to make much of a difference? Have Have you guys played much under light? 
Uh, luckily, we have. We we played a, a series recently against England and Namibia in Potchefstroom, and um, yeah, we played uh, all three day night games against England. So we got a little bit of preparation, and we we've yeah been accustomed to the conditions. So that's not too bad. By what you've seen, uh, been in New Zealand this short time as well, who do you reckon the teams are to watch? Obviously, India are a strong team. We, we've seen that in the warm-up game. But sort of the outliers, I think of a team like Afghanistan. I've I read up a bit about them, and, and they reckon they could be a dark horse. Who who do you think are, are the teams to watch? Is it the traditional cricket powerhouses? Um, I actually agree with what you're saying about Afghanistan because um, I don't know if you've you've seen, but they did upset India in the Asia Cup uh, when they they won over there. So I haven't seen much of them personally, but I mean to win a major trophy like that against a, a proper side like India um, must yeah they must be quite good. And um, yeah, I think most of the teams will be really good, especially your your powerhouses, as you said, like New Zealand and um, Australia and England. Um, but I guess we'll have to see. So obviously, we've only played against India and England um, recently, and we, we know that they are quite strong. And um, yeah. John, for you, how the nerves feeling ahead of this thing? Like, t- tell, me, tell me what's going on inside you, knowing that you just a, a day and a bit away, essentially, from... From playing at at sort of the highest level, a World Cup, it's it's what any any sportsman in any sport dreams of. How, how are you feeling ahead of the tournament? Uh, to be honest, so far I I'm relaxed. I'm the type of person that will get a little bit nervous, more nervous closer to the time. But um, for now, I'm just trying to focus on um, the process building up to the, the game on Sunday. So just taking each practice at a time and making sure I, I do what I need um, to be ready for the game on Sunday. Um, not looking too far ahead, I think, is most important for me, just to stay relaxed and to stay in my zone. I know it's it's something you can't really control as well, but uh, what what's the weather forecast looking like? We know how unpredictable the weather can be in New Zealand. Is it looking good for Sunday? Um, it says that it's meant to be clearing up tomorrow and on Sunday, so hopefully the fields do dry by Sunday. And uh, I'm not sure how the drainage is there at the university, but it should be uh, decent, I've been told. Well, John, we're looking forward to, to following your progress and the team's progress uh, in this tournament. Uh, it's always great to, to see who's going to be representing South Africa in the years to come because many of the players that do play on these uh, sort of stages t- uh, tend to go on and, and, and play for the, for the senior pro tiers. So best of luck. Uh, please pass on our, our best wishes to the entire squad as well and uh, know that the entire South Africa is behind you. Let's hope it's a, a successful campaign for you guys. Sure. Thank you very much. And thanks again for having me on the show. It was good talking to you. (laughs) This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. And that is about it for this evening's show. Before I do go, though, just a quick cricket update for you. The two matches taking place around the country today in the Momentum One Day Cup. The one taking place at Newlands in Cape Town. Uh, the Cape Cobras up against the Titans. And the Cape Cobras run chase going along pretty nicely. The Titans batting first. They posted 270 for 7 in their 50 overs. In reply, the Cape Cobras 104 for the loss of 1. That in the 22nd over. They need another 167 runs to win 
with nine wickets in hand, whereas uh, the Dolphins in control in Kingsmead. They dismissed the Knights for uh, a mere 193 runs in the 42nd over, and their run chase going along quite well. 120 for the loss of two in the 25th over, so they need another 74 runs off 25 and a half overs. So, uh, yeah, that one definitely in control of the Dolphins, and good to see some cricket being played at Kingsmead uh, and no rain. Don't forget, coming up this weekend, SAFM Sports Special with John Herrica. We'll keep you updated all the PSL action taking place this weekend. We'll have live cricket action from uh, Supersport Park in Centurion as well as the protest take on India. And let's not forget the BMW SA Open as well. Michael Flissmas will be joining John throughout the weekend. You have yourself a great one. I'll chat with you again on Monday afternoon on PM Live. Thank you very much to my team in Johannesburg this evening, Babalwa and Luyolo. Much appreciated. Right now, though, it is 7 o'clock and time for your news.